Welcome to the LifeCast. We believe an extraordinary life is within everyone's reach. By interviewing leaders of all different backgrounds and having challenging open conversations, we aim to fulfill our mission and purpose of helping individuals save years of frustration and struggle, regain clarity and focus to take what was once a wish or a dream and make it their reality. There may be explicit words or conversational topics in this podcast, so if you are underage or listening with a child, please be aware of this. Lastly, please note that all the views, beliefs, and opinions are not always a representation of the hosts. Let's jump in. Bada boom, bada bing, it's a done thing. Welcome to episode eight. Lots of lots of energy there, Phil. You're right, tightening me out, man. For sure. Wow. And it's a late one today. We get, it is a late later, one. It is. You know, I had a work day, grinding it out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's kind of talk about that, right? Like. Yeah, so. Yeah, go ahead. So, I, I had a conversation earlier this week with yeah. one of my friends. And my friend says to me, you know, he just lost his job. And he's kind of at that point where he's like, you know, I don't want to just go get a job. I don't want to just go do something where I'm going to be spinning my wheels again. Okay. You know, that I don't care about. I'm not passionate about. I don't enjoy my day. I get out of bed. I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to go to work. And that's the story of so many people. Hey, right? That was we, my story. Yeah. We've all been there. So I said to him, okay, well, well, talk to me a little bit. So I had this conversation with him about trying to help him find his next steps. So I want to pose that question. Let's start there. Let's, let's talk about that today. Yeah. When you are in a situation... Whether you are in a job, you've lost a job, and you're trying to find direction and clarity of what you're supposed to do. Okay. You know, what, what am I supposed to do? Is it starting a company? Is it, you know, going and finding a job that you're going to be passionate about, that you care about? So where where do you start in that type of conversation, Phil? If somebody comes to you, hey, I just lost my job. Yeah. I'm trying to reinvent myself, basically. Yeah. To something I'm happy with. Yeah. What does that look like for you? Well, so that's a great question. Um, the first thing I would want to figure out is um, what gets this person excited? Uh, because I think a lot of us, and I was there, you know, are stuck in jobs that they think they should have based on a college degree, right? Like, let's say that you've got a marketing degree, yeah. yet you hate marketing. So, but that's your degree. So you think, okay, I'm going to go and, you know, work for a marketing firm, you know, do advertising, something like that. But it doesn't fulfill you and you're not excited to get out of bed. I mean, there's so many people that if you just look around during rush hour traffic, when you're stuck bumper to bumper, you look over, you're like, man, that person does not look happy, right? (laughs) And you have to ask yourself, is that you, right? Or was that you in your previous position? So first you gotta figure out where somebody is and you know, really figure out, did they love what they were doing? And are they upset because they lost the job because of the money? or because they love the job. That's a big one, right? Because I don't think everybody's built to be a business owner. I think everybody can have a side hustle, but actually starting a business is not for everybody. Agreed. Right, so, and there's a lot of jobs that need to be done. So, you know, just figuring that out first. So let's say that you liked your job. Um, You know, what didn't you like about it? Figure that out. And then from that point forward, look for positions that meet your wants and needs and you know, not what you don't like. Yeah. Reason I say that is because even if the pay isn't where it needs to be, if you go and take a job that really fills all your requirements, now you're excited to go to work. And when you show up at work, you're going to be that, you know, light bulb or the sunshine on a cloudy day. Okay. So 
you're going to get noticed more, you're going to get promoted faster, right? And it might just be a stepping stool for something bigger and better. And a lot of the time when we're doing things that we really love, we're excited and it opens up doors. So second, okay, is let's say that you hated your job, you hated what you were doing. Um, You've always had this idea or this passion that you've wanted to pursue, but you've never had the courage. Um, This is your time, right? Yeah. So that's absolutely right. You know, and um, and it might not even be a passion. Let's say, it, let's just say it's something you're good at, right? Like, what do people ask you to do? You know, a lot of the times, um, you, there's a business around what are your friends and family asking you to do for them, right? All the time, it's there. So maybe figuring that out and flushing it out. So I know that you've started a company, and oh, actually, like six, yeah. um, are, and a lot of them are around your passions, yep. things that you are good at and that yep. you love. So. Um, you know, what's your answer to the question that you just asked me, but also kind of share with people how they start and do that? Yeah. So for me, the first, so again, when my friend brought this up to me, the first two things I said to him, because I've gone through this process myself and I know you have too. Um, the first thing is don't think about the job or the career or the position yet. The first thing you got to do is have a true conversation with yourself on what are you, you know, you say, what do you get excited about? You know, some other people might say, what are you passionate about, right? So figure out who you are and what makes you tick. Cause there's some, there's some basic principles of, of work of, okay, are you motivated by money? Are you motivated by prestige? Are you motivated by getting kudos and, and, you know, getting, getting some love from people, right? You know, you got to have a little soul search. Okay. What, what makes me tick? What am I actually passionate about where I could get mad or happy real quick? Right. Right. Get excited. Yeah. And, and or a problem, like you said, uh, that you get mad about. That's yeah, a big thing. That is. Cause you, you started one of your nonprofits around yeah, that. Around that. A hundred percent. Um, so that's the first thing is, Hey, you know, what, what are you going to be pa- passionate about and what are you going to care about? The second thing I think of uh, when it comes to, okay, I'm going to reinvent myself because that's basically what you're doing. You're reinventing yourself is I went out there and this must have been two or three months ago. Okay. And I just wanted to, to see like, hey, if I was looking for a job, what's it look like right now? Right. Like, what, I remember you telling me the story. What's that process look like? So I went out on, you know, Indeed and Monster and all those things. And I just started typing in words that make me make me get excited. I love the outdoors. I love animals. I love fitness. I love helping people. You know, so I start just typing in different words that surround these things. And I was just seeing what type of jobs popped up, right? Um, not necessarily saying, hey, go out there and randomly search. But my point being is, A, you figure out what you're passionate about. And then B, go see what type of things are out there. There's jobs out there that people don't even know exist. Oh, yeah. That they would be a perfect fit for, right? And I want to add something too. So, and for for some people, this might not even apply in their current situation. But I do think it's so important that people prepare for the future. So, what most people that have jobs don't understand when I ask them this following question is mind-boggling. So, if I ask somebody, "Hey, how many customers do you have at your job?" Right. Well, most people say, well, our company has X amount of customers, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, no, how many do you personally have? And the fact is that everybody who has a job has but one customer, and that's their boss, right? So think about how vulnerable your income is as an employee. If you don't make your boss happy, right, 
great he, he can very quickly get rid of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a business owner is great because if, you know, let's say one customer, you know, goes away, but you've got 10, it's not a big deal. You're not out of business, right? So I think we should all look at ourselves as being in business, even if we have a job. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, eventually we'll get to a point where we lose a job, want to make a transition. So when I talk about preparing for the future, I think it's very important that people think about three financial buckets that they need to put their money into on a monthly basis. The first is an emergency account, right? Make sure that you got a thousand dollars cash on you, right? Or in a safe at your house that if something happens, you can, you know, buy it, pay it off, whatever. Yeah, no problem. The second is start saving, you know, so you have six to 12 months worth of living expenses. Okay. Because if you lose your job and you need that money, it's a very bad place to be. Yes. Okay. That's the pressure you don't want. Yeah. So, you know, you want to make sure that it's internal pressure, not external. Absolutely. Right. Because, you know, with everything going on in society, suicide's been talked about a lot lately. Yeah. Right. And, and not being able to provide for your family, right, is, you know, that can wear you down Absolutely. and, and get you into a psychological place that's not healthy. Yeah. Okay. So prepare. And then the third is you want to make sure that you're saving for a long-term retirement, right? So that way you don't have to work forever because the benefit of being able to retire, so even if you're 65 listening to this, and if you've saved money and you can retire, you just don't want to sit around forever, right? You might want to do that for a year or two, but the math says that four years, four months, and like 10 days or something, right? After you retire, if you don't have something else that you're pursuing, you're going to be dead. Yeah. So retirement is an opportunity to finally follow your passion for those people who've had jobs forever. Yeah. So make sure that you prepare. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'll just, I'll throw it back over to you. Cause I think that's just so important. Yeah. And, and one thing I will say is when it comes to financial planning, I mean, we've both been dealing with that for a long time mm-hmm. and that's what, you know, I do on a nine to five is I do financial planning. If you have questions, reach out to us. We're, we're happy to help you. You know, there's good and bad ways to do everything. Right. There's good and bad cars out there. There's good and bad investment vehicles. So right. if you don't know enough about it, reach out to us. We're happy to do it. We'll give you free advice. That's, yeah. something, that's something we're happy to do. This Finance yeah. is we're, a huge part of it. We're life. both in the game. We're both in the game. We're happy to do that just strictly as a value add. So going back to one one point I want to say before I start talking about like how I got my companies going, and I'll, I'll use two specific examples. I'll use uh, bird watches and apparel. Okay. which was a clothing and apparel company that I started up. And then uh, number two, I'll go into WITS, which is the nonprofit I started up. So I'm kind of, hey, profit. Whatever it takes, san- yep. sanctuary. Right? Whatever it takes, sanctuary is what it stands for, WITS. Um, one thing, though, and, and you kind of went into this right in the beginning when I asked you the question. When it comes to getting a job, when it comes to getting into a field that you're passionate about, keep this in mind. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. You might get into the field, but you got a shitty job. Yeah. Here's the reality. Guess what? My first job when I moved out to Arizona where I really kind of reinvented myself, I had a good job out here in Michigan. I was an athletic director. I had a uh, in-home personal training company. I was, you know, I was 22 years old making 90 grand a year. It was great. Right. However, I go out to Arizona. I had to reinvent myself. My first job, door-to-door sales in 115 degree weather with a shirt and tie. It was t- I was selling golf packages. Right. Then my next job, I got a job at University of Phoenix was working in a call center. Mm-hmm. Hammer time in 100 to 150 phone calls a day. Right. Listen, 
I learned so much through that, but the concept was, is guess what? Sometimes you got to put in hard work to get to the next level. Yes. And there's things you're learning. And I always say to people, listen, if you say, oh, I, I should have this better job or I should be in a better spot. Well, are you great at what you're doing now? Because yeah. until you're great at what you're doing now, it's hard to look somebody in the eye who's going to hire you, give you money for a loan to start something and say, listen, I'm an A plus. I'm a top performer. And I know I can be a top performer out there. Right. Be great at what you're doing. And there's a, a tool out there that we all have access to that allows people to see your greatness in a business world. Okay. And that's LinkedIn. Yeah. And um, if you show up to your job, even if you don't like it, and you just give 100%, right? Even if you can do the job in two hours and you got to be there for eight hours just being bored. Use that time to network, right? Get on LinkedIn, get involved in groups, right? Um, people that you've interacted with, leave reviews on their page and the law of reciprocity, they're gonna leave a review about you. And in all honesty, LinkedIn is not a place where people leave bad reviews about people. It's not like Yelp for restaurants, right? So, um, but that is a that is a place that, you know, number one, they've got a, a software now that allows you to apply for jobs with LinkedIn. Yeah. So make sure that you build out your LinkedIn profile, but utilize the network that you have and expand that way. Ask for introductions, because for jobs and anything, the network that you have and the social influence means more than anything, right? So that's just you know some food for thought. That's a good good little hit right there. So I'm gonna take it back in. So okay, so here's here's the steps how I see it and, and interject here when you need to. Right. A, you gotta find out what you care about. Right. right. You well, what you what you care about, right? What you're good, what you're good at, yep. task wise. What makes it tick? Right. right. And what you're good at doesn't necessarily mean like you have to enjoy it. Let's just say you're good at it because people ask you for help with that. You might get annoyed that people ask you for help, but there's a business there or a job there, right? So that's number one. Uh, number two is okay. Where where do you get started, and, and and how do you find it? So like, I'm just gonna take this in starting something, cause like I'm gonna go into the starting a company for me. Okay. So for me, when it came to Bird, what had happened? Bird's a funny story, because I was working at, um, I was in a leadership position. I used to work in the the for profit education world, and I was working for a company that did had a a, a line which was all focused on golf. Okay. okay. So they were doing golf schools. So I go down there and I'm working and trying to help these guys get their acts together. And one of the guys who works for me was a guy who I had brought on. He's a great salesman, great dude, Trevor, one of the funniest guys I've ever met. And he has this watch on and it's like this, you know, rubber mold watch. You can swap the face out. And he's telling me that at his last job, he used to just hang him over his, his cubicle and people were buying them off of 20 bucks a pop. That's I'm like, funny. well, how much did you spend? He's like, three bucks. I was like, what? I was like, you're turning 17 on each one of these? He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, man, my last week at my last job, I sold 10 of these things. Wow. I'm like, not a bad deal. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, we should make our own. <laughs> you know, like that's Might where my well, yeah. goes. Let's make our own. That, that, you, hey, not often you can turn and burn profit like that. Right. So anyway, we go through this whole process. We spent days and days coming up with, and he's like, let's call it birdie watches because we were in the golf game. We're like, we're going to create a golf watch. Mm -hmm. So it was birdie watches, okay? So what am I talking about right now? I'm talking about a brainstorming session. Right. Until you know, I mean, the way Phil and I came up with this was we originally started at a recycling company, people. Yeah. And this is where we ended up because guess what? We had heart-to-hearts after what? Probably seven or eight sit downs that went over an hour to uh, two yeah. hours where we came to a realization we're like why we don't get me wrong we care about the environment and we care about recycling but we came to a realization like we just want to help people yeah 
And that's where this thing was born. So when this situation of birdie watches, I was like, well, birdie sounds kind of stupid. I was like, let's call it bird with a Y. He's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Then he came up with the logo. Then I started going out and looking for manufacturers. I got to where I, where I ended up going was China, got a mold made, mm -hmm. right? Then I have the mold branded, got, a, got the copyright on it. We start pumping these things out. We're making them for 335 a piece. Sell them for 40 bucks a piece online. Okay. Then I was like, man, I like our logo so much. Let's make some clothing. So we started making shirts. So long story short, what, what was my problem solving? First thing, we had brainstorming. Yep. What's the name? What are we going to do? What are we selling? Okay, so you got to figure out what you're going to sell, how you're going to make money. Because it's not worth doing anything if you're not going to make money at it, right? Right. In, a, in the business realm of what we're talking about. Next thing was, okay, cost efficiency. How can I be efficient with my cost and maximize my profit? Right. Right? After that, then it's a marketing and branding. How do I make this logo look nice? How do I make it look appealing to people? You know, those are just some of the initial steps I had to take. Right. Back end of that. That's the pretty side. Mm -hmm. You know, I LLC'd that, which I probably would have gone a different direction knowing what I know today. I probably would have gone with an S-Corp. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's a whole legal side. You always want to talk to even an attorney or a CPA with that. Yeah, use LegalZoom, right? Yeah, LegalZoom's a good one. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know who owns LegalZoom? Who? Uh, who's the guy? He's an attorney. Um, Shapiro, Shapiro? Really? Shapiro. He was in, I think, was he in the OJ cases or something crazy? Robert I Shapiro. I don't know. He's a famous lawyer. Anyway, that's the guy who started LegalZoom in California. Right. So now, Phil, what would your advice be maybe with somebody who's not going to start a company? Yeah. You know, they're, they're just, they're, hey, I'm trying to reinvent myself, get a job. Yeah. Something I, I, I'm, I care about, I'm passionate about, I get excited about. Yeah. So, um, well, as far as jobs, I think it's important that, you know, you, you look at a couple things. Number one is you want to find something that kind of at least excites you, right? Um, if you're, you know, a vegan, don't go work for a, a meat company, right? Or like Boar's Head or whatever. Unless you're going to take secret footage and throw them <laughs> under the bus. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, find a company where your beliefs and values align and um, or a couple companies, right? And just look at it from like, okay, even if you started a, at a job in company A, but you want to end up down there, maybe there's like a um, a success ladder, right? So imagine there's rungs on the ladder, right? So you start off the first one and that's the swinging point to the next one and to the next one to the next one. And, but the most important thing is that you never align yourself with a company that does things, you know, that you do not believe in, right? Yes. So I think that's super important. Um, also reach out to some people who are in that industry, right? Because you know, the last thing that you want to do is you, you don't want to show up at a, like, you know, at a job and then realize that like, hey, this job posting sounds great, but the, you know, the people there are unhappy, right? That's important, the environment, yes, the um, you know, the, the next job up, right? What's, what's the supervisor, the supervisor, supervisor, like, are, do they like their job, right? Just look at all these things, right? Um, and also, you know, don't necessarily be set on one thing but find a couple options. There's a lot of people looking for work, yeah. right? Um, and then ask yourself, how can I differentiate myself? Because, you know, you, let's say you and I apply for the same place. Our resume is basically very similar. Um, you know, what's different about you? And really figure that out and then talk about that. Share that. 
um, expose that, right? Um, you know, companies like hiring people, <clears throat> excuse me, that will work there long term, that aren't wishy-washer, you know, wishy-washy, yep. um, that they can count on, right? Because onboarding a new employee costs the company money. Yeah. The last thing that they want to do is onboard you three months later, you're gone. So you need to tell these companies what your goals are, right? And ask if there's opportunity because, and, and, and from a position say, hey, I don't want to waste your time, energy, and resources. I understand that you're in business to make money, right? But these are my goals. Is there a mutual reciprocity that we can find here? And I think that's spot on. One of the greatest um, compliments I ever got is the first time I got uh, a promotion to management. Mm -hmm. It took me 10 interviews where I went to the second, third, or fourth round. Right. And uh, it was at University of Phoenix. And the first five, I would get done, and I couldn't believe it when I wouldn't get the job. And then I'd see who gets fired. I'm thinking to myself, that guy that gal got what like are you kidding me and my mindset was very victim oriented right oh boo hoo alex you're better than them yeah then the sixth seventh eighth ninth interview yeah. i changed my game and what i mean by that is after every interview i didn't get i would go with all the directors okay. and vps that said no and i'd ask them for feedback tell me why i didn't get it because i want to get better yeah and i started at the eighth and ninth interviews, I got a, one of the directors to be my mentor. Okay. Desiree was her name. And she'd sit with me, we'd do, we'd do mock interviews, we'd do mock examples of like, hey, you gotta fire this person, go. Okay. You know, here's the scenario, go. Hey, okay. somebody hasn't, isn't wearing deodorant, go. Mm -hmm. You know, just putting me through terrible spots. Yeah. Well, what I, where I originally started was it was my 10th interview, and at this point I was just kinda like, you know what, I was so beat up, and this is over like a year. I'm mm -hmm. getting shut down basically once a month. And it's not like one interview. It's like one, two, three, shut down. One, two, three, shut down. So I'm talking 30 interviews sitting in front of a panel of like anywhere between five to eight directors and a VP. Yeah. It was brutal, man. And I finally go into this room and the guy who ends up hiring me, his name's Colby. Okay. And he, he was one of my best mentors. He's a great friend still to this day. And, uh, he, he basically did had me do a mock interview of like coaching somebody and I had to pretend I was coaching somebody on a phone call. And the whole point to this story is when I got the job, we went and did this manager training in Atlanta. And that actually was a big life changer for me. I remember I watched uh, Chasing, uh, what is it? Riding Giants, which mm -hmm. is a documentary on big wave surfing. Introduced me to Laird Hamilton, who's an absolute warrior. And it just changed my perspective, right, okay. on life. And the compliment I got was every director of a manager, and I was a manager, had to write a letter about that manager. Okay. Short, one paragraph about him. And Colby wrote in there, and out of everything he said, there's one thing that stuck with me. I kept this letter because it meant that much to me. I still have it. And the one line he said, he goes, there's one thing that we can all, that everybody I'm sure at this training will catch on is Alex is genuine. Hmm. Yeah. And when you interview and when you go talk to people about, you know, whether you're asking for a loan, whether you're asking for a job and you're interviewing um, or you're, you're just interviewing somebody for a job. I think the one thing I know, the one thing that's an intangible is being genuine. When people are bullshitting, you can sniff it out. Yeah, there's a meter you, for everybody's got that. You know it. You know when somebody's real or not. Mm -hmm. When they're fake smiling or they're real smiling. When they're yeah. being serious or not. And and be good with yourself on who you are. 
Yeah, and, and, if, and if you and if you don't, you can work on changing. Absolutely, you can. But the whole concept is be genuine. You know, and if 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 another piece of it, if you're going to sell something, if you're going to be in a sales position, don't go sell something you don't believe in. True. Nobody's going to believe you. Right. You know, you got to be genuine, be authentic of who you are, and I believe that's how you really get breakthroughs on whatever you're doing in your career. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I want to talk about to the um, being able to see what's right in front of you right opportunity yeah um you kind of saw that with bird right um when i started my uh cleaning company kind of the same thing yeah right um my at the time my dad was shopping out you know his company you know was paying x amount of money for a cleaning service they weren't happy with it um i was like you know how much are they making he told me i was like man that's a lot of money so but he's like well you can't do it it's conflict of interest so number one i didn't let it stop me right? Like I went in under an alias, right? <laughs> like seriously, it was crazy. Um, but when I was there, I number one tried to figure out, you know, when I was talking to the sales, um, or sorry, the, uh, the purchasing manager, I tried to figure out what their pain points were, right? But also I wanted to differentiate myself. And, you know, basically I just said, hey, we'll throw in an extra day, do all this stuff. But I, I added all this value that I ended up being able to charge like a thousand or something more than they were currently paying, but they didn't see a problem with that, right? Um, and I didn't let the the problem of conflict of interest with my dad stop me. Figured out a way around it. He didn't find out till like six months after, <laughs> right? It was kind of nuts. Um, but I knew what I was good at, right? So when I was in high school, we had Fridays off you know, because of like this uh, fundraising event that we did. So every Friday, one of the chores I had to do was clean the house with my mother. And, you know, she's very regimented in that. She taught me everything. And um, when I heard about my dad talking about this, I was like, I'm good at that. Might not necessarily excite me, but there's money there and I want money. And, you know, eventually it ended up like, it was a great business opportunity. Um, However, through the process, I will warn people, I got, you know, very attached to the financial aspect of it and kind of sacrificed myself in the process. Yeah, going back, right, if I could do it all over again and knowing what I do now, I would do it differently, could have grown even more than I did. Uh, but I would always say, even no matter what you're starting, if you seize an opportunity, um, just make sure that you stay true to who you are. Don't change, right, because that's a big thing. And um, said done for a lot of people. Very true, very true. Um, but make sure that you have, you know, find some mentors that can keep you accountable, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of my take on you know, starting some things. Yeah. But one, any, anything else we want to add to this? One thing you, you you were just going down the path, and I and I liked it is um, you were talking about. Uh, yeah, I've lost my whole train of thought here, Phil. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. It happens. Um, so yeah, let, let's just get back to starting something yeah. right yeah. there's kind of an order to it yeah. right you get you brainstorm idea flush the idea out right at that point there's a couple things you need to do yeah. right first off you got to figure out where you're getting your customers from mm-hmm. right you also got to make sure that you set up a legitimate business yeah. right and then after that you just got to go after it relentlessly yeah. and and Getting people who've done it before, mm-hmm. whether it be like folks like us who are, are hey, we, we, we're going to help you and we have a, a process we can walk you through, or, you know, a mentor who started a company and has been successful, surround yourself with people who've done it. Right. Because 
what you don't want to do, it's, well, why do we read books? We read books because this person, this woman, this man has spent 20, 15, 30, 50 years learning this art. Why not go learn it in a couple of days, in a couple yeah, of weeks and take that time? So kind of speed your process up. You know, you yeah. don't have to get beat up the whole way. Is it going to happen? Absolutely. Is there going to be struggle? Absolutely. But yeah. you can also be smart about it and minimize that risk. That's true. The one thing I was going to say, I just remembered. Yeah. Without risk, there is no reward. Very true. And what I mean by that is this. If you're going to go do something and you're going to start a company or you need a job, listen, invest in yourself, invest in the company, yeah. whatever it is. You gotta, do it right. You, you got to do it right and yeah. be smart. Don't be flagrant. But there's a difference. If somebody comes in for an interview with me and they look sharp, that means something to me. It does, yeah. You know, if somebody comes in and they, they look like a vagabond, that's going to mean something to me. Right. It's okay to invest in yourself. It's okay to invest. And, and here, oh, this is where I was going to go. This is good. My first entrepreneurial work I ever did. Okay. Senior year of high school. Yeah. And uh, I went to Livonia Stevenson. Okay. Okay. Go Spartans. And we get our shirts out that year, and I wasn't ever on like, you know, the, the council or anything like that in high school. And we get our shirts, and there's three picks, three of them to pick from. I look at it all, I'm like, man. And I said to my boy James Miller, who sat behind me in, in uh, Mr. Sherburn's math class, okay. about like that. Yeah. And I go, I go, man, these shirts suck, man. Mm -hmm. I, go, I wouldn't wear a single one of these. And a girl who I had gone to elementary school with, Jamie, was sitting next to me, and she's like, well, why don't you make one, Alex? I was like, I will. Hey, yeah. I grabbed a piece of paper. Within two minutes, I had it said, I, I graduated in 02, so I'm 34 years old, right? It says, 02 Inc. And then on the back, it said, we run in this business. Because that's when yeah. Ludacris was hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This business. That's so, funny. So, 02 Inc., we run in this business. On yeah, the yeah. Back. James is like, holy shit, I love that, man. And mm -hmm. I went around to the class, I'm like, would everybody buy one of these? Everybody's like, yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I go home that night, I go, here's the deal, James. We gotta figure out how much this would cost. I go to a local print shop, I'm like, what are we talking about? He's like, it'll be about 550 a shirt. I'm like, okay. So I went to a pretty big school, we had about, I think like 500 some change in our graduating class. Right. So I go up to the t-shirt store, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna need like 300 because you know I, I didn't expect everybody's gonna get one and uh, the next day I, I you know start telling people I printed some things off that I'm gonna make these shirts we go to my parents and James parents and they split it for us so okay. like, alright we're gonna front you guys the yeah, money. Yeah. we believe in you okay? okay so they each gave us I think it was like five you know we do the math I you know it was like you know I think it actually might have 1500 bucks I can't remember what the math was yeah, yeah. but long story short they front us all the money we go out we take orders the next day okay mm -hmm. So then I start giving them the shirt sizes, and by the third day of us taking orders, we're at like 475 people. So we gridlocked the entire senior class. Well, we couldn't sell it on the school, because I had the principal even call me down. Yeah. My dad was the HR director of the entire city yeah. for all the schools. So I kind of had like the golden cloak, yeah, yeah. if you will. And they're like, hey, the principal called me down. I was like, here's the deal, Alex. I know you're making these shirts. You just can't sell them in school. So I go to the church next door and I start selling these baby cakes. Dude, oh, that's like so funny. Cakes, yeah, yeah. Right after school. Boom. Yeah, yeah. I had to have a second order come in because so many people wanted them. Yeah. Long story short, I saw the opportunity, mm -hmm. put something together, mm -hmm. went and figured out what the cost was. Right. Went out, got the funding. Yep. 
then delivered, started taking orders and rocked the house. I think it was like the first time, I think we were selling them for like 18 bucks a shirt. Wow. You know, but to the point, yeah. if you don't, if you don't take a risk, I could have gone and, and borrowed, you know, whatever, 1500 bucks or whatever it was for my mom. Yeah. And just order the money. I paid it back and I had a couple of G's. It was a sweet yeah. deal. And uh, I, I want to kind of, you know, take that point and uh, kind of talk to the people who didn't get fired from the job, aren't looking to transition, but want a side hustle, okay. right? They want to earn, you know, an extra, you know, thousand or, you know, let's say 500 to a thousand dollars a month okay. that they can then use to pay for their kids' sports, maybe go on an extra vacation, lease a car, right? And have it not impact your bottom line. And, um, there's a cool opportunity that we all have, right? Because you, if, basically, as a student, you're a full-time, you know, you're full-time, you know, doing something, kind of like somebody who's an employee. Um, you know, maybe somebody who's retired wants a side hustle, kind of same thing. And um, there's opportunities there. So let me kind of share with you a couple that I've seen recently. So on Instagram, there's a lot of small shops for children's clothing, right? But also for like success gear, right? Like a t-shirt that has quotes on it, right? Um, so that's, you can have something like that, but also it doesn't, you could do anything part-time. You can have a part-time landscaping company, yeah. right? Um, at the end of the day, if you work 40 hours, right? Um, I really recommend that you listen to the four hour work week and pull some of the concepts of, Hey, how can I maybe, um, you know, work remotely from home because most people can get their job done in way less time. Uh, and they just sit there and twiddle their thumbs a lot of time, right? Or look like they're working. And uh, if you worked from home and you had a side business, now you can get your work done very quickly. Then you could focus the rest of the time on your business. And let's say you can't do that, but you have at least from like, let's say you get home late from seven to 2 a.m. every day, right? That you could build a side hustle. And will it be harder? Will it take commitment? Yes. But you're doing it for a purpose and a, and a reason. Yeah. And those people who do the side hustle, I think they should be less concerned about the opportunity that they see, uh, but more about thinking about, hey, what am I really good at and what am I passionate about? Because when, you, when you're opportunity focused, a lot of time you lose that passion and you know, the, um, you know, the, what you're, um, how do I explain it? Passion and, and or something that pisses you off, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just really focus on what really drives you or what pisses you off. Yeah. And I think that, you know, maybe you could use wits as an example because yeah. you started that um, while you're working, while your wife is working, mm -hmm. right? But it's something that you're passionate about. Yeah, so the I had uh, moved back from Arizona. So I'm from Michigan, but I had spent nine years in Arizona. And when I was in Arizona, I was working, um, I sold, I sold, two companies and then okay so hey I sell my companies I'm in a good place mm -hmm. one was a lead generation company the other one was bird um, and and then I, I am like well I want to do something to give back so I took a job as the development and marketing director at the foundation for blind children great place CEO over there Mark Ashton is one of the best guys I've ever worked for a mentor of mine and he really taught me a lot about throwing events for nonprofits, fundraising and all that. Mm -hmm. And he, 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 I mean, best mentor you could ever get in that arena. The guy's brilliant when it comes to that stuff. So <clears throat> I then move home and I'm looking around. I'm a huge, I'm huge into the environment. I'm huge into like just animal rights and whatnot. And 
I'm looking around and I'm like, man, I don't see anybody out here in Livingston County doing it. Now at the time, I wasn't really connected to the community that I am today. So I know about the great nonprofits that are existing today, the great people and leaders we have in this area. At the time, I, was, I felt like I was alone okay. on an island. So I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? And it was during the whole presidential race between Clinton and Trump. Okay. And I knew what Clinton was gonna do and she was gonna, she was gonna bump up a lot of the funding for that. Right now, in the scenario when I started seeing the writing on the wall that I thought Trump was probably going to win, I said, "Okay, here's the deal. I love the guy's business acumen. I, I love his business acumen. I think it's okay to hold people accountable. However, I didn't like his environmental policies. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I don't believe in the whole coal thing. I just don't. I think it's, I think it's bullshit. But anyway, so um, then I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do. I'm not going to be a crybaby. I'm not yeah. going to be somebody who complains and doesn't do anything. Right. So." For me, what I hated is I hated watching some of the, the, the things that take place with animals. I hated watching people around me eat like shit and not understand what they're eating and giving themselves cancer. Right. You know, I hated the fact that people don't take their kids outside anymore and enjoy yeah. nature and do all these things that we were meant to do um, from the deepest of our soul. So I put together whatever it takes sanctuary. Me and Tatiana, my wife, put this together and it came from a place though of me getting mad about stuff. I was so mad. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to just sit back and complain. I'm going to go do something right. about it. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. If I, if I'm trying, that's all you can do. If you try, that's all you can do. Right. And and I it didn't need to be a home run all the time, but what it needed to be is giving me something to be working at. Right. That is in this arena that I felt was going to be neglected. Yeah. Through that path has brought me so much in this area. I mean, you know, we started an environmental council at the Chamber of Commerce. I've been uh, introduced, I'm on, you know, two different boards here that yeah. are environmentally based companies in land conservation. So it's opened up so many doors to me to, to meet other people, to learn more. But to your point, it stemmed from something that I, I you, know, you could say I hated, I got pissed about, yeah. however you want to put it, but that's where it came from. Yeah. It came, so, so you know, I have a tattoo on my chest. And the tattoo of what it is, is it's basically uh, a circle and the bottom of it is all dark, right? Mm -hmm. It's all black. And then out of the black comes a tree. Mm -hmm. And the whole concept of it is if you can turn the negative things in your life into something positive. Yes. That's the ticket. Yeah. That's the ticket. It's taking the bad and turning it into the good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all perspective though. Yeah, because you know, there's a lot of people who sit up there crying. They're going to complain. They're going to be a victim, and they're going to look at all the bad in the world. Right. But they never turn it to make it something positive. Yeah, and then and uh, you know it's it's sad, right? But we all have a great opportunity to basically take control. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, what I think is cool about Wits is that you know you were working full time. Tatiana was working full time. And you guys have done some cool things. I mean, you guys have done 5Ks, right? You guys have, um, you know, collaborated with some big companies, right? Like Walmart and with Target, I think it was. Bass Pro Shop. Yes, yeah, so you've partnered with some huge organizations. And, and the nonprofit is really, it's really not to make money, but it's no. for impact, yes. right? So this is a great example about how to leverage your time. But the amount of impact you've had versus the time that you've put in has been very great, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, we, we put camps on for blind kids, teaching yeah. them how to garden, you know, yeah. I mean, just cool stuff, you yeah. know, that who would have thought? And then, but like, you know, again, 
what I want to keep going back to, that was your goal. Yes. Right? With a, with your passion. Yes. But for some of you that are listening, your goal is going to be to make money with your passion. So you got to have some measurables in place, right? And um, I also think it's foolish for somebody to keep doing the same thing and not hit their goal, right? So if you've got, you know, the goal of, hey, I want to make X amount of money with this by this date, um, a lot of the times we set goals um, that are kind of unrealistic. So if you don't hit it the first time, let's say it's 90 days, give yourself double the amount of time. But if by then you still haven't hit it, I think you need to call it quits because otherwise you're just wasting time um, that you could be spending with your family, you know, finding something else. I mean, you just got to be willing to, I wouldn't say give up, but understand that it's not working. So perfect example with wits. When I first came out of the gate to wits, I was like, all right, we need to get people to subscribe and give us money monthly. That was my number one initiative, Mm -hmm. right? Well, I'm four or five months in and I don't, you know, like I, (laughs) nobody's giving me money. You know, I'm getting barely anything, man. I'm like, Jesus, this is not working. Right. I go back to the drawing board. Okay. What is it that we can do that can make an immediate impact? Because here's the deal. At this point, I've self-funded this whole thing. Right. And I'm like, how am I going to make an impact if I don't have thousands and thousands of people backing me on a monthly basis or I'm in corporate grants or I'm in with United Way? Like, you know, if none of this is happening, what am I doing? And so we just backed it up. I said, let's cut it down to the bones. You know, let's cut it down to the bones. Tatiana uh, is a teacher of the visually impaired, but she's gone out and got certified and she's been doing, I mean, she's been doing this for probably five years, but when got certified to be a holistic health coach. Mm -hmm. So that was the first step. She can start helping people with diet, whether it be kids in schools, whether it be people on an individual basis. So that's what she does through it. You know, she does the holistic health coaching. Me, I help, I help nonprofits and uh, small organizations uh, do events, you know, doing events, hosting 5Ks, doing triathlons, whatever that may be. And so those are the two major things we do. My mother, she she uh, she retires. I was almost said graduated. <laughs> <laughs> she graduated from life. Yeah, yeah, yeah she graduated right. life. And um, so she loves gardening. Okay. okay? So she was, in, she was a new component. She started doing gardening programs. Yeah. So and she, she also worked, worked with the visually impaired. Yeah, she also worked with the visually impaired. Yeah. So she does gardening programs with communities. We go to schools and do education on food, gardening, juicing, you know, right. the benefits of it. And so it, it's been a really cool experience. But the whole concept to your point is, listen, I tried three or four things that didn't work. Yeah. And I was, I was furious. I was, I was irritated it wasn't working. But you got to take the punch in the face and be, okay, how can I do this smarter? Why is it not working? Should I keep trying this or do I change my angle? Right, because we overthink a lot of things. And you and I have over, we're, you know, the greatest example of this, right? Like we overthought things. Everything. Yeah, and and that happens. But knowing yourself enough to say, hey, like, let, let me take a step back. Or again, this is why having a mentor is really important, right? Or getting into, you know, some kind of a community where there's support from entrepreneurs, be it through Meetup, be it on Facebook. There's a lot of entrepreneur communities, right? So um, just being self-aware, but also having people to keep you in check. And I, I, honestly, Al, I think with that, I think we can wrap it up yeah, because, good, you know, we've, we've basically everything, 
I, I, that comes with us, I think we've thrown out on the table. Yeah. We might have missed some things, yeah. but this is such a great place to start. Yeah. And let's say that you've got specific questions, feel free to reach out to us. We're more than happy to help, right? Or if you go to you know the community um, group page that we have on LifeCast Radio's Facebook, boom right there you can ask a question answer a direct message us you know on any social pr- yeah. uh, platform and keep this in mind if, if you need some help on a one-on-one basis if you need help and you're like man i'd love to do some things for my sales team or for my executive team or you need some help with some marketing brand and getting something started and you just want to start something off or hey i, I need to reinvent myself all of these things are things that we are more than happy to help you with so to Phil's point, don't hesitate to reach out. You know, we've been through it. We get it. And that's what this is all about. It's yeah. helping other people. And we'll either give you resources that we've created, right? Or we'll send you someplace that we know the resources are. Yep. Um, you know, and and by you guys asking us questions, um, you know, we'll figure out what your pain points are in any area. And then we can create something to serve you there. So, Amen. you know, with that being said... Um, you know, till next time. Till next time. Thank you yeah. for joining us. Thank everybody. you. Yeah, we're out. Hey, Lifecast, baby. Hey, thanks for listening for another great episode. Hey, Phil, I was just thinking about something. Where where can people find us at? Well, they can find us on the internet and on all social media platforms. Really? Yeah. So, talk to me about what about Twitter? Where, what would that handle be? That would be at Lifecast Radio. Okay. What about Instagram? at lifecast radio facebook at lifecast radio uh what about youtube at lifecast radio al it's the same for every single social media platform ah okay i appreciate that phil i needed that clarity for sure hey us old folks right that's right that's right us old folks hey Uh, thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening have an amazing day and remember to live intentionally for excellence lifecast baby